Hello and welcome to Motor Cult episode my 33. Body is ready. <laughs> I am Eric Berger, and the body that you just heard being ready is my co-host, as always, Ryan Sinitsky. Welcome to Motor Cult, you turkeys. Uh, he's currently rubbing lard and butter on his. Uh, anyway, Pe- we'll Carl move past that. <laughs> <laughs> Did I hear Carl muscles? Is this Pe- like Toral oh, okay. muscles? I was hoping this would have been like <laughs> Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Forest, because. <laughs> oh God. The resemblance is yeah, uncanny, right. really. If I went bald and had a mustache, yeah. That'd uh, basically be him. Uh, well, are you going to have the two wicked sitting out oh, on the... God, I would actually... Did we ever figure out what that car actually yeah, was? Yeah, no, we already line? know what it is. Okay. Yeah, it's a Dodge I... Stealth RT. Oh, yeah. With a blower on it, which I means guess. it's probably got a 318 swap in it, so I will totally take oh, a base model Is it a Dodge... 318 or is it a 5.7 Magnum? Well, it'd probably a 38. Well, the same... I guess... They're similar. Yeah, they I are similar. Like the the 318 was more common in that era because they still made the 318s. Wow. I actually didn't know they made those alongside. Were they even the vans or something? No, like they, they had a fuel, like a, I think a toilet bowl injection, but oh, they, had yeah. a, they had a fuel injected version also, of a Can we just take a moment to thank Tucker for bringing us into the term toilet bowl injection? Yes. Very, uh, very accurate. T- Tucker was the first person in our friend group. I'd heard it before, but that got that back into my vocabulary. Thank you to our patron, Tucker, for that one. <laughs> anyway, uh, already with the digressions, how, uh, how about beer? Yes, beer. We have uh, Fulton Lonely Blonde. Yeah, I finally took the time to stock up the fridge. And yeah, you bought it. <laughs> it is literally full. After I buy a six-pack of like all different beers. It was unfortunate beers. timing, but anyway. Oh, well, yeah, not, a big deer. Fulton, not a big deal. Fulton Lonely Blonde. Yep, so I'm going to crack that open. Oh, Max that gain. I'm not gonna max it. We learned our lesson. That sounds sounds flavorful. It is flavorful, I can guarantee you. I'm as usual breaking the rules and I have started drinking even before the episode, so I love this beer. It's a good drinking beer. Yeah. You I, know, uh, it's it's weird that I've not gone into Fulton's brewery because it is literal or I guess their tap room at least. You've never been inside Fulton? It is three blocks away from my workplace. I drive past it every day on my way home from work. I don't know what's wrong with me as a person. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't going to say anything, so I'm glad you you brought it up on yourself. It's all my fault. Um, Uh. I, like, literally every day drive past it. (laughs) (laughs) Every day driver past it, okay. Yes, I do. Um, Also, I want to give a shout-out to uh, the city of Excelsior, for oh, being for almost what? exclusively full of douchebags on our way here today, because we are recording on a different day, so we That's had to drive true. through rush hour. And I previously mentioned all the entitled white people of Excelsior. I also just drove through Excelsior. <laughs> <laughs> you all know what I mean. It is horrible. I, um, it's, I feel like it's my people, but at the same time, not quite, because yeah, it's just people yeah. driving my cars. No, it, the thing is, is it's like it, Excelsior to Minnesota is like, Bel Air to Los Angeles. Like, it is just full of, like, the upper echelon of the 1%. Wow. And they're all super douchey about it. I am and struggling the, really hard to figure out that. Bel Air is, like, next to Beverly Hills. Oh. Bel Air is, like, the upscale Beverly So, like, if okay. Wyzetta is Beverly Hills, Excelsior yeah. is Bel Air. <laughs> but the thing is, is unlike Bel Air, like, people are just rich or sick of being rich here. Sure. Um, here in Minnesota, like these are still these aren't the one percent of the United States. Yeah. This is like the fifteen percent of the United States. Oh, I bet it's, it's and the it's problem gotta is, be higher than higher than that. I mean, I'm in well, the top fifteen percent. Well, all right, so the ten percent maybe. But go. like the thing, the thing is, when you get that 
9% before the 1%. Because the 1% is like, they know they're the 1%. They don't have to flex on anyone. But that other 9% oh, yeah. is like... They're, they're really self-conscious about they're, their mediocre like living, wealth. They're living beyond their means oh, God, and yeah. like trying trying so hard to be 1% and they just aren't. So Ryan, they're extra, extra douchey. And that's exactly the, what these people are. Are these the kind of folks that would go into a dealership and uh, do, for instance, an 80-month vehicle loan? Yeah, but instead of doing it on like a Mirage, they're going to do like 80 months on like... A fully maxed out Mercedes no, AMG S. Here's what they're gonna do it on. They're gonna do it on a base model Maserati Levante. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, no, you're right. Yeah, because the thing is, like, why is that? A, they would do the S class. Like, this will be the Levante, and yeah, the, yeah, that's the car that like idiots. Actually, do you think flex on other idiots? With. Do you think? I don't know because I, I think the thing is Wyzetta. Yeah, they're they're pretty close, like with the amount of money they have. But sure. people from Wyzetta. It, I guess so. It's easier to say. It's it's better to say that Excelsior is more like the Beverly Hills of Minnesota, and Wyzetta oh is the Bel Air. Because Wyzetta, like, they have money, but they don't have to flex on people because they have the money, and everybody like, knows that they have the money. Well, I know Wyzetta just feels super old money to me. Yeah, I think um, so. Excel- and Excelsior, it still kind of does, but yeah, it kind of feels like it's second fiddle. It's yeah, like if you couldn't you, really quite get into Wyzetta, that's where you ended up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what you did. So okay. exactly, it's like the, it's that's it's like the nine percent behind the one percent. I apologize to anyone listening to this that doesn't live in, <laughs> in Minnesota, Minnesota properly, yeah. the Twin Cities. That's I'm trying to give like California like definitions. So everybody's been in Los Angeles. I think at some we've point put this life, into yeah. the layperson's terms. I think we're fine now. Yeah. Anyway. So, Oh, sorry. Oh, Jana is also here. I had the microphone turned on. There you go. It sucks because Excelsior is so pretty. And it you're is like, beautiful. Oh, this is gorgeous. And then somebody cuts you off and you, you know, in their Maserati. And, and then you like, flip them off and then the deer cry. Yeah. Because they think you're flipping them off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, then you, you have to go into Lake Minnetonka. I did drive by yourself. I did drive over a curb. When I went into no. uh, well, Kowalski's earlier, which is a grocery store, you had to drive yes. over a curb. Well, because all right, this is what this is what I had. I had um, a guy in a Lexus LX, whatever their highest trim level version of the Land Cruiser is now. Oh, like a five seventy. Yeah, five seventy. If it's still the five seventy, um, he was coming at me. Was not trying to slow down. He was driving around a bus oh. in a two-lane road okay. so he's in my lane so he's coming for, towards me and then i was trying to get over but then there's this other guy in mercedes gl not a galanda wagon but a gl or a GLS. the gl like it's the i was just wondering how new it was yeah no no it's i guess this is okay. G, it's like the newer one whichever okay. one the newer one well, is. i mean the the gl just transitioned into the gls moniker okay. a couple of years so, ago I, I didn't look at the rear end but it's okay. still at the same body style sure. the fully loaded like Mercedes SUV that's not actually an off-road vehicle. Hmm. Can so, you describe the demographic of the driver of that vehicle? Yeah, like douchey soccer moms and like dads that have something to prove. Um, was uh, the soccer mom's hair blonde, very long, and extremely straightened? No, this was a... Uh, Weird. This was a guy who looked like he just got off his boat. He had short hair, oh. kind of like Adam Sandler, but not such an egg-shaped head. I don't want to talk to him. Uh, no. Yeah, no, I don't want to talk to anybody in Excelsior. It's just <laughs> It's a real bummer because it's a beautiful part of town. Uh, I can't wait to eventually make enough money to live there. Why? Oh God! I'm gonna totally live there and just like uh, have like pro communist like flags outside my house. I, I'm not even like that. I guarantee <laughs> you're gonna have to attend like every city council meeting. Otherwise, they're gonna find a way to like get you out. Probably because they. But are, that's all right. They are. They're full they're of. Horrible. Can I speak to your managers? They're, oh my God! It's literally the entire city. Who has more Excelsior or Wyzetta? Of the can oh, I speak Excelsior. to your manager? Oh, Excelsior. Excelsior, okay. because Wyzetta, they don't have. 
they don't have to deal with that. Because a people will just get you fired. Sure. Like, yeah, they, they, don't have to they talk know to the anybody. manager. They, they know the They'll manager. They know the owner of the store. you won't have a job. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's different. Anyway, speaking of the 1%, let's get in the news. Okay. Um, first story is you, man. Yeah, first story is me. Uh, Duesenberg SSJ. Uh, that's a pre-war. Oh, um, man, come on. I was having a nice Tuesday evening. Well, uh, that's that. That's kind of how Is that story. the way the cookie crumbles? Haha, <laughs> <laughs> with my ice cream sandwich based off cookies. Um, anyway, so I'm eating an ice cream sandwich, by the way, for people that cannot see the They're video. all jealous now. Yeah, it's they're okay. very jealous. It's delicious. And yeah. it's like so, the good kind? Yeah, Thelma's. Mm. From Kowalski. Yes. Oh. Yeah, really See, I buy Klondike bars because I'm poverty. I still kind of like those. They didn't have Klondike bars. They do not. Really? They don't, carry or, or they don't cater to the proletariat. Yeah, it makes sense. I buy mine at Aldi. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but I transported them home in a Ferrari. Exactly. <laughs> See, and that's the way you're supposed to live. Man, going to the University Avenue Aldi with the Ferrari, that was really something. I was just talking at uh, Jan's grandpa's funeral about a... Oh, my um, word. A, about who you are as a person. I'm like, this is the sort of person that is 27 years old, yep. has a house in a Ferrari, but it's entirely because he's the most frugal person I've ever met. Like, this guy buys all of his water... At the same time, on like Prime Day, so you can get a super like skookum deal on yeah. it, and it, doesn't have to buy water for the rest of the year. Because we were talking about how uh, Scott mentioned about moving into like near Mystic Lake, so we can take the Mystic Lake. Bus. Oh yeah, <laughs> using the. We're all like that. Though. Yeah, like, your I whole wonder fa- if yeah. I could use, sorry, abuse this free ride system to the casino to commute. Yeah, it's it's genius, and like somebody's like, why would he does does he not like driving? And I was like. Oh, he loves no, driving. No, he does. Like that's the thing. That's why I thought it was so hilarious. Is yeah. he loves driving? It just doesn't make just any like, sense. And it's free. I think every single rich person in Minnesota. You're not really rich, but I mean, like no, you're, but you're I mean, up there. You're you're doing fine. I'm just at the level where I don't have to worry about stuff. Exactly. You're doing fine. Yeah. But like, I think for like all the rich people in Minnesota, like you don't have any rich people that are like frivolously spending money outside of Excelsior. But uh, yeah, like, like the majority, like because like, dinners. like if you're living in Minnesota, you're living here because the cheap housing cost outweighs the horrific weather all the time. I love the weather here. I, I really don't like when it's balls hot for three I months like of the year. I like traveling away from Minnesota from and then time to time. It's like balls hot for three months of the year. And yeah. then for the other five months of the year, it's just freezing cold. No, it's balls hot for two months. And then it's nice for two months, and then it's really horrible for six, and See, then it's good again for two. Is exa- that, is exactly. that the right number of months? No, there's one extra one. It's really good for another one. No, it was four, two, six, two? Math. Oh, yeah. That's two extra months, isn't it? Yeah. I'll just take two of the nice months out of there. Then. Anyway, yeah. So, like, this is exactly <laughs> what I mean, though. Like, I, it's worth it, man. <laughs> no, no, it is. Like, that's why I live here, because yeah. I'm... Sitting here going, I guess I have AC in my car. I also have a heater in my car, so I guess I'm fine. Wow, this is pretty much made for here. Yeah. Like, this is made for people that like me. <laughs> it does uh, kind of suck that I can't use, like, all the cars all the year, but... Yeah, but at the same time, forever. you know, it's really cheap. Cause I'm like, Lake I was like, Superior. I was talking to my editor. He's Drifting like, into the snow, too. Man, that's fun. I, I, was, I was talking to Ben from Japanese Nostalgia Car. He's talking yeah. about, like, buying a house, like... In Los, like the Los Angeles area, yeah, if I have like a forty-five minute commute, it's gonna be like a five hundred thousand dollar one-story house. It's have two bedrooms, and I'm like, no, I do not want that. I will spend five hundred thousand dollars to get myself a Victorian and I'll visit like downtown. You <laughs> <laughs> be yeah, perfect with like a twenty-car garage behind it. Those things actually do exist in uptown. That's really yeah, like weird. you do get things like that. Things like, that's like a that's buildings. actually a fairly reasonable price range. Yeah, like. <laughs> it's, it's honestly, I, I think most of 
the stuff that we would probably look at in, in an uptown area. It was yeah. stuff that used to be an apartment. It was converted back to a single family. Yeah. But they built parking for an apartment. So mm-hmm. now you have these amazing so have this, like, garages. It's a row of like single-stall garages. Perfect. But you still have a shit ton of garage space. Exactly. I love it. Anyway, so back on topic with our yep. news story. Uh, Duesenberg SSJ. Um, he already beefed it. Yeah, I already did. It is the ultimate Duesenberg. They made two of them ever. Oh, my God. They One was owned by Clark Gable. I do know that name. And the other one is owned by Gary Cooper, which if you think about for a second, you'll know that name. He was like one of the first like big time comedy stars. Um, sounds very familiar, but anyway, so these cars had 400 horsepower. Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what a, year was this? Like 1928. Sorry, it's loading the thing right now, but the internet's it's terrible. It's just insane. Wow, sorry, 1935. Really ugly. No, it's. Gorgeous. Really ugly. It is it's li- up on the screen. That's literally the car that was from the Great uh, the Great Gatsby. Like that's yeah, what that's Jay horrible. Gatsby had was a that Duesenberg was required SSJ. reading in high school. Yeah, I like that movie. I like that book. It was so a good I, book. I found the really bad movie that was made of it, and I watched uh, that and did the report on the which movie. Which one with the Leo? No, Leo. Di- Leonardo DiCaprio was after we. No, it was yeah. the earlier one. It was the yeah. one from the seventies that was really terrible and yeah. caused all those horrific neo like retro cars from the 70s where they tried to make cars look like they were from the 30s so like a Stutz Blackhawk and stuff yeah. like that just the, the grossest vehicles the voice of uh Daisy is actually the voice of the last unicorn I just fact. remember reading the spark notes for the book and watching that and then doing the book report fumbling through with like a combination of those two data points so all right so this You're is talking a, to this the is, wrong people this is the thing for <laughs> yeah, me is I, I was 110% okay with uh, reading the book because at the same time I was playing Mafia One that took place in the 1930s. Yeah. So like whenever they're like mentioning cars, I'm like, fuck yeah, pre-war. Anyway, so for the first time ever, there was an SSJ going to auction. Previously, oh. these cars have always been sold private party, which means you said there's two of these. Yeah. Every both of them have only okay. been sold private party their entire life, and they've been a commodity for a while. Okay. So. The fact that one's going to auction is a pretty big deal because they don't really, when private auction sales are figured, it's really, really, really hard to verify what the sales price was. Yeah, that's so true. This could rank in you know the top ten most expensive well, if cars ever two sold. Of them, sure. Yeah, and they're they're extremely highly sought after. Um, anyway, I'm really excited to see what this does. Uh, and I think if I read correctly, I think that's going to be happening. While we're at uh, Monterey, in Monterey, Kirby? yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Although, so, hopefully, it's while I'm there. Probably not, though. Uh, yeah, I think it will. Look um, at that dual overhead cam inline eight. Isn't it sick? That gives me a bit of a chub. So, all right, just so you, so you can have some comparison, like a Cadillac like yeah. V16 made like 325. That says, oh, I guess okay. Wow, it was like 325, 315ish. Out of like a contemporary 7.4 liter Cadillac V16 produced 160. Oh, sorry, 165. Holy shit. Yeah, that's an insane amount of power. The SSJ's higher performance engine with its unique intake manifold outputs staggering 400 horsepower. Wow. Yeah, 400 horsepower by modern I standards. I want to see a picture of this engine. It's They're gorgeous engines. Um, also Don't that, do it. We'll have to clean up the studio. That, that engine was also designed in Minnesota. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and actually, speaking of such, um, Jana and I drove past the Duesenberg house. Uh, on Sunday. When was that house made? Uh, 1911. It was made for August Duesenberg. Wow, that's who, a very... It looks like a Jaguar XK engine. Yeah, but 
you know, 40 years, or not 40, 20 years prior, and might as well be 100, because yeah. post, post World War II is well, just a massive than jump. GM. Wow, that thing is, I have it up on the screen for the video feed, but yeah. uh, it's a absolutely stunning Look vehicle. how many pieces that timing case is. Oh, yeah. Talk about Oil League City. <laughs> yeah, this this one is very clean. Oh, uh, I know, but I mean, like, imagine like owning right. one and like having like a lower level like Duesenberg like SJ. Is this thing a crossflow? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's no, like, a very ahead of its time. Yeah, it's crossflow, and I think it's it's either a side draft or a downdraft carburetor. I can't remember. This thing's, uh, it is an updraft. It looks like. Looks like it's on it's the an up. Yeah, it's to say okay, yeah, it's an updraft. Updraft then. It's to say updrafts were like the norm back then. Yeah. There was like a couple of cars. My boss is 1940s tug. Has an updraft Rochester on it. Yeah, shocking. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's kind of cool. That's I, I actually hate saying that with cool. pre-war stuff, but uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Anyway, I, I guess going on to non-pre-war stuff. Um, we kind of touched on coach building last episode. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not necessarily keeping with the coach building thing, but it got me kind of thinking of like, what is like a pinpointed make and model that you would buy to do something with? So in this case. If you're going to buy a car to restore to completely factory specifications, so original equipment, parts, configuration, everything, just you're buying a beat-down, molested, rusty piece, what are you going to buy? Okay. But my stipulation isn't just restoring it to factory. It's You can use OEM plus. Sorry, that was me. Uh, so you could use, like, same make stuff from the period. Yeah. Give or take. So I'm curious what you would do with that. So, um, factory spec, I would yeah. do a CSP 311 Silvia. Okay. What that, generation is that? The original Nissan Silvia. Okay. The hand-built one from the 1960s. Okay. You should probably toss it up on the video feed. Um, that car is just such a phenomenal piece of engineering. It's so beautiful. I mean, it's not necessarily high performance, but as far as fit and finish and just how beautiful the car it was, that car... At that point in time, was Ooh, that is quite attractive. Yeah, that was that was second to like a 2000 GT for quality. That's yeah, that is a beautiful machine. Yeah, that's quite attractive. I'm yeah, swap so. over to the TV cam just for a second. So, what did those have for engines? Uh, you know, I can't remember. I know it's it's a I think it's a I think it was just a standard Datsun four cylinder okay. that they would have in like hmm. I guess it wouldn't be the 510 yet. I think it's the still the 411. And of that era. So what? it's like a 1.8 liter or a 1.6 liter four-cylinder. Huh. But, yeah, that would be my choice for okay. factory spec. Would you put a stock motor in it? Oh, no, I'd be, that'd be totally factory. I, I would not modify that in the slightest. Okay. Um, what would you do for factory spec? Because I also have another answer for what I'd do for OEM Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I only have one answer. Uh, it would be an OEM Plus swap. But uh, the BMW E12 5 Series, so the first time we got in this Oh, that's country, a great car, yeah. 78 to 82, I think. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years, they made a car called the M535i. And this was before yes. yeah, M I know what was that is, even yeah. a thing. Yeah. yeah. So it, it was just a 535i with a dog box. It had corduroy Recaro seats in yes. it. Yes. It had just that's the beautiful. most garish <laughs> um, uh, front splitter. This sounds like it's a very me car. Can you toss it up on the screen? Uh, I was going to toss it up on the laptop first, but yeah, our internet's being kind of a bag here. I see that. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was it was the most um, potent version of the 3.5 liter straight six. 
It had uh, electronic fuel injection. Again, I mentioned the dogleg. I think it was actually a dogleg five-speed transmission. Ooh, that is a me car. And they made very, 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 very few of them. You know what? What year did that come out? 78, 79. All right, so I was watching an episode of Mammy Vice this afternoon. So um, this is the car here up on the up on the screen. Yes, I, I was watching an episode of Mammy Vice uh, this afternoon uh, when I got home from Jana's thing. Yeah. Um, and... I actually saw one of those in the background at a country club. That was, that's actually really tight. I was yeah, wondering what it was. I'm like, why is there a five seat? It seems a little plebeian, but yeah. yeah, that's a really cool this car. This was the first appearance of the M badge. This predated the M1 by three years. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Which is, nobody knows about this car. But anyway, you can find rough ones still. They didn't make very many, but like I, I worked on one when I worked out at Recycle and I ran that shop. I yeah. got one running again after sitting for many, many years, but that's what I would do. I'd find one that needed... You know, body work and interior stuff. Yeah. And I'd fix it, but I would put an S38 B36. So the E28 M5 engine I would put into that. Okay. And yeah. That would just be my... That, that's That'd be a great, like, so. era-correct build, too. I mean, it'd be... Pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... Like, that's... if you open that hood, it's not going to be, like, tossing a 1J right. into, like, a Cressida where it just looks super round and goofy. Right. I mean, the M-Badge, born, so they say, with the M1, it had an M88, same engine design, basically, as the E28 M5 engine. So it, okay. it's going to yeah. look very period under there. So and um, a lot, lot more power. Your OEM Plus pick, yeah, is a almost the same style as mine, where okay. it's you're going with a performance engine in a really kind of cool car that's really iconic yeah. that nobody really knows about, right? Um, however, me being yeah into Japanese cars, shocker, yeah, no, right? RT, None of us knew that. I did the RT40 Corona, okay. which is uh, the third generation Toyota Corona. Is that Chase's? Um, no, no, Chase is a. Uh, I'm a probably butcherous. I think it's a RT180. So this is earlier than Chase's. Yeah, this okay. is this is about 1966 or so, 65. Um, Damn. I mentioned a few episodes ago where I said that they put a uh, variant of the 2000 GT engine into it, and the Performance One Japan. What I would do is I get an American sedan, just a normal sedan, okay? Because I think that's one of the best looking pre 70s Toyotas. Um, and then I would that's do saying something because they're very attractive cars back then. Yeah, they made some gorgeous cars. Seriously. Um, and I would actually get a two TG uh, four cylinder. That was a dual verd cam, uh, twin side draft carburetor four cylinder. That was what the four AGE replaced, and oh, that was okay. Toyota's kind of modular performance engine hmm. in the seventies. And I would put that in, swap it in. Unless you really knew your Toyotas, you wouldn't really know it. Um, and I really uh, know some Toyotas. Yeah, but. it's one of those things where it's it's a gorgeous <laughs> engine. If somebody wants to look, you know, Google that while you're listening to this, it's fantastic. Gonna, I'll pull it up on the screen too. Um, 2TG. Yes. Uh, while you're looking that up, I'm also going with my other two kind of runner-ups. Uh, Man, I should have done more. I, I know, right? <laughs> my, fir- my first runner-up is a Mazda GLC, which is uh, a Mazda protege, but from like the 1970s, basically. Gross. Did it rust as badly? Uh, probably, but they were they were rear-wheel drive hatchbacks. That's pretty Three-door cool. Three-door hatchbacks. I'd take that 13B uh, from a rotary pickup. You're going to take the one that you put in the Mondial out? No, no, that's a 12A. Oh, I'd take a 13B, right, right. Uh, put that in, carbureted, and that'd be a really awesome engine. Of course. You and fucking carbureted rotaries, man. They're great engines. And uh, they fit in everything. Okay. Uh, and then my third choice would be a MA61 Celica Supra, my favorite Supra ever. Uh, the second-gen Salka Supra, and just a basic 1J swap. Yeah, that 
is the 2TG. That is a beautiful engine. That's very ahead of its time. Yeah. For a fact that... If, oh! If I, rem- if I remember correctly, I think it was designed for, like, touring car racing. And it was... Uh, I think it was originally a, hom- a homologation engine, but just, like, fit into everything. Um, but, yeah. So, I was, of course, over... Had to overthink it. What would you pick if you had to choose one car that you'd have to leave perfectly stock? No, E30 M3. E30 M3? Yeah, for Even sure. though you've had two of them. One of them was stock. And nah, then you... neither one was stock. I thought the one, the 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 black one was... Uh... No, that had an S52 in it. Oh, was it? Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't even driven Harry's yet. He said I could drive it this year um, just to see what it's about. And I'm, it's... I the S14's not that like, impressive. Yeah, I but feel like it's going to be very slow. It's going to be a letdown. But like, I still want to see what it's like. So, mm-hmm. But still, that car, that's a hell of a thing, man. That car is an enigma. Still the winningest, winningest race car, I think, in a lot of a lot of senses. So I think like the most winning chassis. Yeah. Just imagine driving one of those freaking things in 1987. How baller that would be! Yeah, yeah, blow everybody's mind. Oh, um, man. Hey, let's go into Patreon real quick. Sure. And um, yeah, just kind of keep pushing through. Sounds good. Yep. So the Patreon topic this week, uh, you can guess who it's from. So I'm not even gonna say it. Tucker. Uh, <laughs> not from Tucker. Okay. Anyway, uh, the question is, how does the price of gasoline affect your driving habits? And I'm going to say that I don't think it does for me. Oh, it me. does for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. say how it affects your driving habits. Remember when gas was super expensive over Memorial Day? I do. Oh, my God. I was putting in one gallon at a time because I was low on gas. Your fuel pump, Ryan. It was fine. <sighs> it is a Mazda, so that's probably fine. Yeah, but... it's totally fine. It's very under Okay, so if gasoline is up, Moment, it's okay. So if temporarily, it, and you it, know. That if it's I know it's a go back down, okay, and it's like temporarily up for a holiday, yeah, and I'm low on gas, and I have to get gas. I will put in one gallon at a time. Imagine like the credit card processing. Those people are probably just like, "Who the hell is this?" <laughs> I know, right? Every time I fill up the Vespa, and it's like 1.2 gallons. I'm like, I feel like I owe them something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for me, I mean, like, I daily drive an electric, so like most of the time, I don't even put gas in every week. Yeah. But when I do, a lot of the time, I'm at work and I'm driving for work, and I have a fleet gasoline card that Perfect. I fill up my car with at work. It's so like the the amount of time I put an actual tank of gas into my own car. It's like very rare. almost never anymore. It's, it, like, it's very common for me. Okay, well, and the thing is, like my van um, is a van, van so it's not the worker. most. Yes. It's not the most aerodynamic vehicle. I mean, it's it's really aerodynamic for its size, but um, it's one of those things with with the engine and the fact that I've not modified it at all. Yeah. Um, it you can tell when the AC's on. Let's oh, just yeah. say that. Like when you're in top gear, like and you're trying to pass somebody, like you'll tell with the AC on. So my gas mileage is very effective or affected. I have about like maybe a month's worth of time throughout the course of the year where I don't have the AC on yeah. and there's not a bunch of snow everywhere. So we were just talking about that. Yeah. I feel like exactly. So I have like yeah. one month of time. I have a normally aspirated Fiat 500, so I can definitely relate on the air conditioning power. Yeah, it, it, it makes a difference. I mean, it's, it's once I do, when you do like intake header and exhaust on those engines, you actually pick up like something like 20 horsepower because the catalytic converter and the air hmm. intake are oh, just I eat suppose. power. And well, they they're probably just... designed to like superheat the cats as quick as possible for emissions. Yeah, they so. did. Um, so yeah, once I once I <laughs> take care of that, um, then, then it'll probably help <laughs> quite a bit. So the, there's a couple more parts to this question. B, I don't think necessarily pertains to you but it's um does it affect which vehicle you daily drive yeah it will yes okay because um, i mean you have the cressida i have the cressida i got the battery uh that's going i'm gonna put my van and yep, drive still in the back of mr wiggs yeah so i will be putting the battery into the crest and getting that driving this Yay. week um and that will make a difference because the cressida 
gets like 20 miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, I'm okay with 20 miles per gallon, but yeah. for having 200 horsepower and automatic transmission and sedan, like the stock Cresta is not that great. What's cool about it is it's got AC and it's an Ooh, old school Japanese nice. car. Like that's what I like about it. But it definitely the, <laughs> now if the Cressida had like a again like a one J in it, then yeah. which is my plan, probably the same fuel economy, probably more power. Yeah, and then my fun per mile per gallon ratio is way higher. Sorry, you so. mean smiles per gallon? Yeah, my smiles per gallon. That's a real that, thing. That that is a good way to describe it. My smiles per gallon will be higher, and then I'll be more likely to drive it. All right, fine. Uh, it doesn't really affect which vehicle I drive daily. Shockingly. Except, well, kind of does because I'll drive the emptiest car to work on the day I'm driving. <laughs> okay. If I, if I know I'm going to work in a gasoline powered vehicle and I've got a car at home that's really low on fuel, I'm going to go ahead and no, drive like the 850 on empty and just fill it up at work. That is, because I'm on that a makes job. perfect sense. And I like, I, again, I like, I drive the electric all the time at work, so I can't really, you know, anyway, it's fine. Part C, does it affect which vehicle you might purchase? My, sorry, my... The, um, yes, it does. Okay. Um, remember back, there was that time, right around the time we were graduating, I Bank think, where, where they... Uh, yeah, uh, around the time we were graduating, and they just like were artificially jacking up gas prices for no reason. Oh, like, yeah. Right in the middle of the recession, the worst fucking time to fuck when up people's from a gas price. sixty-seven to 4 no, no, this is the one. It, I think it was like two fifty, and then like oh. yeah, maxed out like at like four seventy five or something. I remember and like paying, they they yeah. were they were like trying to experiment with like all right, uh, what, what's the breaking point here? Like it's, when I, will people yeah, like that's literally what they were doing? <laughs> it's like what's the breaking point? Um, well, I was driving a turbo diesel back in the day, and diesel was a lot more expensive than gasoline. I think I remember paying four eighty a gallon to fill yeah. up the diesel. I'm just like this is ridiculous. Yeah, it. So around the time that happened, um is when I bought my Civic. Yeah. And I did honestly try to find a CRX HF. They were probably worth like 10 grand back then because of the fuel economy. But that's the thing. Remember like, back when I, Geo no, Metros were worth like four grand because of that? No, they actually like were all snatched up. Like I was trying to buy one. Every single time I tried to buy one, somebody else snatched it up. Yeah. Because I wanted it because it's at smiles per gallon. It's the same reason why yeah. about four years ago, I ended up buying a CRX later on mm-hmm. because I had, I suddenly had a commute where I was driving from Richfield to cottage Grove, which for yep. anybody that's not from Minnesota is basically like Los Angeles to fucking Cuba. Um, it's <laughs> just, <laughs> it's probably like 23 miles. Yeah. But it's in traffic both ways all the time, regardless okay, of what fine. you're doing yeah, and like uphill both Cuba. ways. Was it also like really gray and grainy outside yeah. and raining? Yeah. It was just, it, it was not a good drive, but it's one of those things where I need to get something. I got, got good fuel economy. Anything. Yeah. I had to get something. that got good fuel economy. And I, I said, <laughs> what, what are the best miles per gallon I can get here? So, I mean, what kind of car makes you happier getting 40 miles per gallon right. than a CRX? And that goes right back to one of our standard questions. Yeah. Slow, slow car, car fast or fast car slow. And it's... I was driving the F430 this morning mm-hmm. after I put the wheels back on it to make sure that it fixed the problem, which it did. And I was with a coworker. I'm just like, this thing fucking sucks. The <laughs> transmission's terrible. But, like, I booted it in first, and, like, I was immediately caught up to everyone. And then I had to deal with this, like, Hugh Grant stair-falling transmission while I'm sitting in traffic. Oh, your bosses? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, I hate that car. But anyway, it just like if I was in the gas Fiat, I would have ripped up through like three gears. It had all the fun in the world, and then I would have just sat comfortably in my air-conditioned echo chamber. It's the same reason why I will any day 
take a Volkswagen Type 2 over a Audi S8. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, And, and people are right now are probably saying that has nothing to do with anything that's happening right now. That's my, like, regular go from one of those to another one almost every day at work because, like, yeah. I, I always, well, especially with our old cars, I always do a final test drive because my technicians usually by the end of the day are just, like, over having the car there, and I want to have another set of eyes on the car, so sure. I drive it myself and put it through its paces and do, like, really weird shifts and stuff. But I get more fun out of a Type 2 than I do out of an S8, like, all day long. If I started... Okay, if I got into an S8 and I turned the key, I'd be like, please don't shed your timing chain. Please don't shed your timing chain. <laughs> please don't do it. That's usually what was happening before we got the car in oh. here. Yeah. So, I just... I have no design... Anyway. But anyway, uh, speaking of V8s. Yeah. And moving on. I like V8s. Did you hear about Paul Ryan's Chevy Suburban? Who the fuck is Paul Ryan? Uh, the Republican. He sounds terrible. He doesn't have a spine. He's from Wisconsin. Oh, does he look like a eunuch? Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. I know who you're talking about. Like, he looks like like the quintessential white guy. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Yep, yes. that's, that's Paul Ryan. Anyway, so his Chevy Suburban was parked um, over the winter holiday because he's a snowbird, and uh, he doesn't apparently stay in Wisconsin when it sucks outside because, you know, he's, he's like a, that. He's a dick. Yeah, he, he's a dick. Um and you he can't has, stand he, the heat, you stay out the kitchen. He had his car parked um, at a parking, I guess a storage area that was an old uh, abandoned factory, say what you will about uh, manufacturing in America, uh, in a red state, for that matter. Don't worry, we uh, got import tariffs on <laughs> I know, German right? cars. Yeah, because that was the problem. Um, <sighs> it's like piss jugs shopping for a Model S and ending up with a Volt. Yeah, that's kind of like, what we got. <laughs> we wanted something that was better than Barack Obama, and we ended up getting a... Chevy Volt. Uh, but anyway, so enough about politics. Let's talk about Paul Ryan and his horrible Let's events. talk about the other side of politics, which is <laughs> green hippie-hugging bullshit. So um, <laughs> his, he had a suburban parked out uh, in this storage area. Sure. And it, I guess woodchucks got into it and ate like the entire <laughs> chassis harness on the car <laughs> and totaled the car out. <laughs> so I'm wondering... Can we is, find is these woodchucks on GoFundMe? And I know, pay right? Them? <laughs> so my my question is, do you think this is a warning about going to Wisconsin, or is this the environment striking back against the our, our current administration? You know, way back <laughs> in the day when Nikola Tesla was first experimenting with alternating current, he was experimenting with electrifying the atmosphere. Yeah, so you could have wireless power. Al Gore, I think, adopted that technology and can now communicate with woodchucks. <laughs> <laughs> and is now using woodchucks Sorry to attack that. Republicans. Or even better, it's Nikola Tesla from his grave. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, I'm just like, trying to be as outlandish as like all these Republican talk shows. Which no, are, it, it's, it's Nikola like... Nikola Tesla from Beyond the Grave. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is not... Any unchecked aggression. This is Nikola <laughs> Tesla reaching from beyond the grave to Gay attack. Toads. Attack and silence our American voices. <laughs> you have to, you yes. have to have that. You have to have that like exhale, like you're. Yeah, like like, like you're you're about to like take your, like a wicked shit or something. <sighs> well, I have to sound like I'm twice the weight I am. Yeah, exactly. Which well, is because, very tough. Yeah, it's, like you really got to open up your voice and sound like you're American. Dignity is being you, you threatened all, on also, this very day. You have to like 
modulate your voice so it sounds like it's echoing within your. Do you have to like, take dramatic pauses to build emotional? Chain. No, you don't. Okay, but no, it's. Uh, I I think I think you're right about the Al Gore thing. Actually, <laughs> I forgot. I think it's Nikola. You Tesla. heard it here first, and I think it's kind of I think, them together. Yeah, I think it's kind of like in the Star Wars Doctor Afra comic, where what the fuck is that? Uh, there's gonna be like two listeners that are like hardcore Star Wars nerds and know who Doctor Afra is, where An she was that works for Darth Vader. Yeah. Anyway, so Doctor Afra had this thing where she was trying to find this like lost Jedi called the Ordu Respectu. They're a Jedi sect, and. Um, there's this guy named Immortal Rur, and he had he was called Immortal Rur because right as he was dying, he transferred his consciousness to a giant supercomputer and could transfer it into droids, which would then fight for him. Okay. But anyway. kind of sounds like Clone Wars shit. It's between Clone Wars and Episode 4. But anyway, I think that's what Nikola Tesla did. Oh, my God. So that was a long story. <laughs> If we could do that, I would just like I would want Nikola Tesla's personality like in my autopilot in my car. But that's it. Like I don't want him in my house. I don't want him doing the errands with me necessarily. No, no, he will be Hal from Space Odyssey. Uh, You dropped your phone. My phone case died, so I've just been using my phone, and the fucking thing is made out of glass, and it will slide off of sandpaper. Yeah, so I. That's how my phone looks like it came out of a car accident now. It just, yeah. I mean, it's gorgeous, but I'm just like, this is bullshit. Glass-backed phones are stupid. Like, it is designed so it breaks and then cuts your finger and then you buy a new phone. It's I, capitalism. I, I ordered a new case, but it's not You know, in Soviet Russia, they did not have glass-backed phones. In Soviet Russia, you cut phone. So, you know, Paul Ryan, if uh, you don't want your car to be eaten alive by the environment, maybe you should get something more environmentally friendly like a bmw i3 yep and that's also i think made in america or at least bmw makes something in america uh, a lot of it is made in the united yeah States. most of it's yeah. made in the united states so you'd be helping america it's definitely assembled here unless i'm i'm pretty sure that's correct but yeah. anyway yeah the i3 american jobs <laughs> anyway. america y'all foreigns taking my job <laughs> anyway the uh the i3 has been around for quite a while now i think it came out in 2012 yeah, some of that. It's, it's been a little right. while, yeah. So about the same time my daily driver came out, the Fiat 500e, very similar electronically between these two cars, but the the crucial difference, I want to say, other than the fact that it's rear-wheel drive and it's just way better, um, they upgraded the battery on this thing in 2017. So it originally yeah. had my batteries in it, 24 kilowatt hours. They upped okay. it to 32, which was a huge difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's 50% huge. 50% yeah. gain. They're updating it again, allegedly, next year. To uh, what is essentially 41 kilowatt hours. So, so almost like, like about 120 amp hours or something. Yeah. yeah. Yep. At so 360 I wait volts. To buy my electric Fiat. No. No, get, no. Keep the Fiat. The Fiat's I, cuter. I looked into, I mean, they do use the same Samsung SDI batteries. I looked into buying like a, I found a Nitsa crashed i3. So it was a brand new car with a, yeah, it's totaled. They had a battery pack for it and it's the bigger one. So I could bolt it into my car. But the Fiat 500 computer is programmed to only let you use 19 kilowatt hours oh. of you, any battery. You battery. really need to talk to that guy that programmed it. And like, I have find, been in touch with him, but like, if I could unlock even just using the full capacity on my existing battery, yeah, I would gain like 20 miles of range. And if I Perfect. upgraded to the battery that's currently in production, I would gain 40 miles. And if I upgraded to the battery, <laughs> damn, phone. the phone just slid again. Uh. Everyone. <laughs> and if I upgraded to the one that's proposed to be added soon here, I would gain 65 miles. I'm really excited that's for 
That is I very am so excited for the future of hot rodding and electric motors. Me too. And like, it, it won't be, be so, long until people be crack so this much shit cool wide open. shit that's happening. But anyway, um, yeah, it's not official news, but I saw this today, and it seems very likely that they'll do this. But I mean, that's that is enough battery for for reference for our listeners. I don't really give a shit about electric cars. The the Chevy Bolt is sixty kilowatt hours. My Fiat 500 electric is 24. What's like a Tesla Model Teslas S? are between 60 and 100. So, so, so yeah, model, a Model S gets like your average car's like range. Just Yeah, just assume yeah. about 100 kilowatt hours, about 300 miles. 24 kilowatt hours, about 70 miles. So just okay, that, that's, that's, a good way, that's a good way to, mm-hmm. to figure that out. So I'm excited about that. Um, if, if that comes to fruition, I may look at maybe leasing one of those instead of the E. But the E, like you guys said, is much cuter. It is. Even and plus, you, have, drive. you also have all the normal Fiat 500 stuff that you can slap onto it. And have chargers everywhere. Yeah. Like, so it, that, that, honestly, that's the way to go. Because, yeah. well, I mean, well, the, honestly, not even that. Like, just like if I was buying an electric car. Yeah. Because I like tinkering with my cars. Yeah. The 500E and the 500 share like 98% of their parts yeah, outside the, the engine. The thing is literally yeah. manufactured as an Abarth and then shipped to a different part of the factory where exactly. it's turned into an E. Yeah. So that's, I think it's kind of <laughs> cool because you can then, like, Modify it. So you can, personally, I, I like the E uh, bumpers, but you can put on a Barth bumper if you wanted. Yeah. You put on a Barth spoiler. You could even yours. put some exhaust tips on it if you really wanted to. Yeah, they're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, you could do, like, all the cool stuff. Um, well, anyway, yeah, I mean, you, I, I like being able to mod the car. The i3 really doesn't have much of a, a subculture for modding. It's mainly no. people just leasing them. But yeah, it, they drive so nice. They're carbon fiber tubs. The interiors are great. The exterior is a little hit or miss. Yeah, I, I you know, to be honest, I yeah. really like the i3's rear end. I think it's one of my favorite yeah. rear ends. And I love I their like how I, narrow it is. Yeah, I love their hilarious 195, 45, 19, or 21. It's their optional uh, yeah, tire 19 size. Is stock 21 is the. And optional. that's just the most hilarious tire size I've ever heard in my life. They look really good if you put regular wheels and tires on them, but almost nobody does because yeah. efficiency. But well, anyway. not, not only that, those, those wheels look hilarious. What's up, honey? So if, uh, sticker, if stickers add. Five plus horsepower. Yeah. Do they add five plus kilowatt hours? No, no. Uh, it's not kilowatt hours. You might it's be talking like what? Maybe they had like fifty watt hours. How many watts are in a horsepower? Uh oh, don't put me on the spot here, man. I think one kilowatt is like one point three horsepower. Okay, so it'll add maybe like three kilowatts. Well, yeah, Maybe it like adds range. Who knows? Well, I was, I was, well, kilowatt I was, hours. So, range. No, that, that'd, be like, that'd be like 500 watts then, okay. or 400 yeah. watts. Yeah, so yeah. it's four one one horsepower or one sticker adds 400 watts of power. That's basically as much heat as Modi puts out. Yeah, basically, it adds a cat so into adds, your car. It adds cats. Yeah, that's what basically, that, that's what you should take away from the stories. It adds cats. Yes. So, so basically, they're just adding how many how many Modis are they adding? Well, actually, I worked power. out Modi's power, and it's one tenth of a kilowatt. So it's one tenth of a kilowatt. So, so they're literally a- adding. They're thousands. adding four Modis. Four Modis per wow. per whatever we were talking about. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, that's great. That's pretty good. Just so, imagine the adorableness of Modi's pulling you around. So we we were talking about um, the reliability, or not the reli- the the kind of performance stuff that you can do with a 500e. Yeah. Another, and then we were also talking about leasing. Yes. So there is a company that has a car that is kind of renowned for its aftermarket and also makes most of their money from leasing. This company is called Subaru. Oh, they also make a lot of their sales uh, in the parts department selling hats and vape holders. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Subaru has their... Uh, 
Oh man. Oh. Anyway, so watch so the <laughs> video version of this one. It's probably worth it for that. Oh. Um, <laughs> hopefully this. Hopefully this pop filter filters out the vape. Anyway, so um, oh, I can smell it. It's raspberry. It, it, yeah, it is actually. Um, so it's been in your lungs. Yes, it has. It's like you're making uh, out with me. Oh, I don't want you so inside of me. So erotic. <laughs> anyway, uh, so <laughs> Subaru. I love how Jana's reaction's the same as mine. All right, so so Subaru, Subaru for all of their issues that people have with them, you have to, especially like, me. You have to like the fact that they will put their performance engine into cars that have no business having a performance engine. Oh, you're talking about putting the 3.6 liter flat six in a freaking Tribeca? Well, the the three six flat six from the Tribeca and the Outback into like the like legacy sedan. Yeah. Or I'd say it has more business in the legacy than it does in the Tribeca. Yeah. But I mean like I, I like that I like when car companies do that. Or like they do something like put the WRX engine into like the Forester or something, which oh, they the actually XT. do with the XT. Yeah. Uh which is by far my favorite Subaru. Excuse me. Uh, mine's the BRZ. Well, actually, the BRZ is the Toyota, so that doesn't really count. It has a Subaru engine. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, but you the, can the, tell it's a I Toyota because the bumper that, is made out of plastic thicker than a millimeter. I, I can't say that the BRZ is my favorite Subaru because it's not really a whole Subaru. But it's so much prettier than the Toyota version. Yes, it's true. Well, especially now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, the facelift on the Toyota version is And the, actually, the, the facelift on the BRZ, like... Is it bad, too? No, it's actually fantastic. Okay, I good. love the facelift. Oof. Like the wheels they added, I'm so the, glad they still keep making that. the the uh, the wheels that they added on it were actually really dope, and they kind of look hmm. like um, uh, RS Watanabe's or um, motor uh, complites. I think is what they're called. No fucking. Clue. Anyway, they they look like uh, the wheels off of Takami Fujiwara's A86 from Initial oh, D. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, you've seen you've seen the car from Initial D. Oh, yeah, those wheels. Fine. Anyway, that's called RS Watanabe. Um, so. They make some cool cars, but they're really beginning to lose their way because first they axed the legacy wagon, which is a big mistake. Yeah. Well, they still make it. It's called the Outback. No, they don't still make it because that's a travesty. Well, no, the Outback is literally a legacy wagon, but just lifted travesty. Anyway, the reason they did that was for um, was for cafe fuel emission stuff, which is stupid. But Let it's not really CBT their fault. Two O and your crossover. But I mean, they do make the Outback wagon in Japan, so it's like it's still. Or I mean, not the Outback, the the Legacy wagon in Japan. Anyway, so Subaru's been kind of like falling, you know, off of their Ooh, high horse. And I'm okay. I'm getting I'm getting to, I'm getting to the point here. <laughs> they're pretty, yeah. they're falling off their high horse, and so that happened. They got rid of the Legacy or that the Legacy wagon, then the Outback manual, which is made in America. Goes States? directly, yeah, into the it made in Indiana, uh, is directly exported to Canada, which is absolutely aggravating to me because <laughs> that that's actually one Subaru I would buy like today. We should do as a topic vehicles that are annoyingly made in the United States and not sold in the United States, yeah, or powertrain combinations for that matter. Exactly. There are so many diesels and manuals and crap that made here. Fucking annoying. I'm just gonna steal one from the factory. Whatever paper pusher at Subaru said, because only eighty because eighty percent of America can only drive an automatic, said that we don't get the manual outback, should really get their head out of their ass and 
ow, put their head in a blender or something and just off themselves. Uh, fuck that person. Um, I'm sorry. I can't even think straight. Like, that's fine. I'm kind of right there with I'm, you. I'm just really mad about that. Anyway, that same prick struck again. Um, they're updating the Forester, which is cool. Yeah, and it's all fine and dandy. I scrolled through but the link here. They are axing the turbo. So now your only way to get a fun... Wee. Well, this is the thing. Your only way to get a fun Subaru is to buy a WRX, STI, or BRZ. Now, that sucks for one reason, because you have to get a performance car for that. And Okay. But the other thing that sucks is Subaru gets a lot of sales from of people going from Volkswagen to Subaru. Yeah. And the Forester XT eats up a lot of those sales. It's very hard to get somebody to convert from a Tiguan to a Forester, especially if they're going from a manual Tiguan yeah. to an automatic Forester. Because it's, it, it's, it's a great car, but it's not fun. Um, this is one of those cars where, as a salesperson, I was able to move way more XTs, XT Foresters, than was normal Foresters from ex-Volkswagen owners. And I think Subaru, they're beginning to go down that path that Honda did in about 2003 where they start... Oh, no. Yeah, they start listening to their marketing people, not their engineers. Yeah. And then that creates a malaise. So I'm actually working. I, I'm working on an article for the Motor Cult blog about automotive malaises. Um, yeah, it's like it's like hitting an economic depression. It's just it's horrifying to talk about. It, it really is, but it's <laughs> something that unfortunately has to be talked about because otherwise they continue making these stupid decisions. I I will say yeah, the Forester XT was definitely what I would consider one of the more interesting models. They yeah, that was really cool. And it's like I like when a manufacturer makes a cool truck. Cause it's like I'm not it's, calling that a truck. I'm calling that like a lifted. It, it's a, it's a crossover, That's but I mean like borderline Lesbrew. But I mean, it it's one of those things where it's like it's I appreciate them making it because it's like that. Oh, yeah, kudos! Anytime there's a performance yeah, whenever there's a cool sure. version or like something they don't have to make like the V6 Rav4. We put like the three five V6 into yeah, a Rav4 oh, and then man. made it all wheel drive. Like that was just silly. It's totally that, unnecessary and was faster than, than the original WRX. Or like the uh, Toyota <laughs> FJ Cruiser was another well, that, really that cool was one. a 1GR, yeah. In fact, yeah. I'm actually pseudo-passively shopping for a new winter beater. And oddly enough, I was looking at FJ Cruisers this morning. So I guess this is as good a time as any since you're pretty much done with your topic. Yeah, I am. Uh, um, weren't you, um, I thought you were looking at Porsche Cayenne GTSs or I, I was. manual Cayennes or something, which was yeah. basically a Touareg. Both, yeah. So what I was looking at originally, um, and I guess I should back up just a hair without making this super long-winded, but I uh, I live in Minnesota, obviously, on a dead-end street that is uphill, um, and it routinely gets snowed in pretty badly and rutted. Yeah. As I learned last winter, my first winter there. So this is the vehicle for the three or four days a year where there's 15 to 20 inches of snow unplowed on my street for a couple of days yeah. before they get around to plowing it. So my requirements are ground clearance. That's what happens you live in an ungentrified neighborhood. So far. <laughs> you guys need to work on that. I We, we are. are. Yeah, okay, we good. are. <laughs> but the house is pre-war, so I'm sorry. Like That's fine. So is mine. Maybe pre-pre-war. Oh, wait. Mine is actually pre-World War One. I. I think it was pre-Spanish American War. What year is it? 1908. Oh, That's yeah. just the after. The one we're looking at is 1909. Nice. Ah, I mean, you're newer. Anyway, continue on. I'm sorry. Anyway, yep. So uh, this is, it needs ground clearance. It needs needs a way of motivating all four wheels. I do prefer uh, two-wheel drive with selectable four uh, over an all-wheel drive system. So um, that combined with a manual transmission and something relatively affordable. It's tough. Suzuki X90. No. No. Because it can't tow for shit. 
That's very true. Oh, so you have to add that in. Fine. It also yeah, needs to be able to tow at least yeah. like 4,000 pounds. Okay, so that, so now. you're definitely in truck territory. Yeah. So I was looking at... I would say Land Cruiser, but those are all becoming extremely unaffordable. And they're so old. Anyway. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, extremely unaffordable. So I want something new enough where I could find one that has no rust on it. And not have to worry about ruining it. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, I like electronic fuel injection, things like that. It's pretty nice. You had that on most Land Cruisers. Yeah, a lot of them do, but I I'm like, FG a lot of the... The Everything Land after Cruisers, the 55 was electronic. Yeah, it was. 80, uh, depending on the transmission you bought, but I think 86 or 87 was the cutoff for uh, Carby. Yeah, anyway. The manual still had the carb. Anyway, I digress. I was looking originally at a uh, second generation, so that's 2008 in my case, 09 also. Okay. Uh, Cayenne GTS. So All right. 4.8 liter performance pack, big wheels, turbo body kit. I would totally take the FJ Cruiser over that. But they offered it in a six-speed manual for a year. I don't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, pre- I appreciate so that. Cool. I appreciate that they made that, and yeah. good for them. And I'm glad they should make more of that. Yeah. But when you're looking at that and an FJ Cruiser, you have. Well, th- I didn't. I was looking cr- at an FJ at the time, though. Yeah, but I mean, now today, yeah. you have three windshield wipers. That's that is one, one better. more. That one is more. one better. One better. One better than the Porsche. You are right. And it's not based off a T1, or sorry, a Touareg. There you go. Yeah. And it's. Probably got some horrible service position on the Porsche that the Toyota doesn't have. I'm sure it does. And I'm sure that just knowing that Porsche is a Volkswagen product, every single part with every single bolt was designed independent with the engineers not By talking a to the committee. other. Yes. Not not talking to the other department. No, it would have been a service nightmare. That would have been horrible. To but very yeah. rare. Yeah. And super cool. You and else is really hard to service. Super cool and uh, really rare. Please don't say pre-war shit. Uh, Lamborghini LM002, which also oh, fits your criteria. Those are awesome. Yes. If I could afford one, but I can't. You don't want to daily it. No. Exactly. No, God, no. Just like I wouldn't. And I'd feel guilty about uh, winter driving a GTS. Yeah, you don't want to do that, dude. It's defeating the purpose. You got right. to so, get the FJ Cruiser. I'm glad the one I was looking at sold. Good. It's sold in four Good. days. <laughs> the, the right person is living with it now. But I was also looking at third gen Cayenne V6s. Oh. The current gen. Is that an actual V6 or is it a VR? It's a 3.6 VR. Oh, no. It's so much better than the 3.290 degree. You I can actually still, service it. It's not good. Anyway, they sold them with a six-speed manual, and those have really nice interiors. They can tow. They're a lot lighter. They're a lot easier to service. Um, how, how, but how they're well expensive. Do, how well does it retain heat? How well does it retain heat? Yeah, the interior. Well, because you're spending a lot of time on the side of the road broken down. Oh, my God. Waiting for AAA. <laughs> <laughs> Not with the kind of mileage on them that I was looking at. I would, the Toyota's the way to go. Okay, but okay, but I digress. After I looked at the Cayenne, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just get the Honda Element and do this. But if I'm... That, no, because I want to do that separately. Okay, all right, good. That, I don't want this to be my reliable, project. dependable winter okay. car. I want that, to just the be element stupid has to be with thing. that thing. That yeah. has to be real. I'll thing. get there. I'm, just, I'm looking for one that's cheap and abused and barely running is better. Um... And then I thought about like the first gen BMW X5 because they sold that with a five and six speed manual from yeah, the entire you, run. You had really good uh, history with that. I bought one. Yeah, it was too good in the winter. It was boring, so I sold it. <laughs> and then I went back to I owned a '96 Toyota 4Runner with the 3.4 liter burrito. Yamaha. Your, it's like one burrito. of your favorite cars. Yeah, I loved that thing. Had the 3.4 liter Yamaha 
four cam v6 in it five yeah. speed manual selectable four-wheel drive yeah thing was bomb i could launch it in four-wheel drive and then as i was shifting into second i could pull the transfer case from four-wheel drive into two and then just <laughs> just skirt all the way through second and third gear it was awesome so i'm like well maybe i'll look at newer forerunners and sure as shit the later forerunners offered a six-speed manual but then I'm like, those are really, really boring looking, and I don't like them. The fifth gen looks okay, but it's on my yeah, first range. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. And then I'm like, fuck, dude, I love the FJ. Let's look at those. I swear, a year and a half ago, the cheapest one of those things was twenty grand. Yeah, now they're like nothing. You can find manual FJs in nice shape for less than ten grand. Yeah, I, I found I've, one I've been in watching, Pennsylvania I've been this watching morning. Them myself, yeah. You can get three whole front windshield wipers and a six-speed manual. In a super retro, funky, awesome thing that is unbelievably reliable. And suicide rear doors. And suicide rear doors. Yeah. Which, it's a Toyota, so they probably don't even creak. Yeah, that, that, that's honestly perfect. Like, that's a perfect winter vehicle. And honestly, that's the thing. I mean, like, it's got a live axle on the back, so, like, that's simple. Like, it's a Toyota, so it's not going to break anyway. The only downside I've found to the FJ, and it's a small one, is the automatics had a regular shifting transfer case or whatever, so high-low... And then if you're in two-wheel, it's rear-wheel drive. Yeah. Shift it in before it locks the center diff. The manuals... Oh. Sorry, yeah. that was me. The manuals, if you're in two-wheel, it's all-wheel drive. So it's still driving the front wheels all the time, but it's oh. doing it with a limited slip diff. Well, that's cool. It is, but there's always 40% torque going to the front, at least. So I think donuts. I can still hoon that, but That's like, still gonna be hoonable. What if I can like ruin the center diff on purpose to get more torque going to the back or something? Or alternatively, don't use snow tires. No, I'm buying snow tires. Uh, then that's gonna probably ruin your fun. Get something that's really shitty. Um, I guess. Oh God, it sucks. I think I'm just gonna have to Scandinavian flick a lot more. Just do like uh, Winter Forces or something that's like not as. That's good what of I did a on Burrito. Tire. It yeah, was like great. A, a not as good but still reasonable <laughs> snow so tire. So the one I'm looking at in um, Pennsylvania right now has yeah. like really winter geared all seasons on, and I'm like, oh man. Perfect. I don't, I don't even know if I'd buy winter tires for that thing. Yeah, it'd be perfect because that really winter geared all season. Yeah. Is gonna be it's just a, shitty enough that's fun. Yeah. Enough traction where I still might be able to stop, but shitty enough where it's fun. But so yeah, let's I, I'll I'll keep you guys posted on that. But I'm probably gonna end up with an FJ6. Can can you winter. get it in one of the cool colors? It is not plum silver. red, perfect dark plum. Perfect. It has to be that color or like orange or yellow. I want or the blue, but they're so expensive. Yes, Jana, what color did you get? Yeah, blue is pretty blue. good. Blue is, yeah. It is, but like you're paying I really a like that yellow, too. The yellow is really yellow, expensive. Yeah. They also offer like a uh, hearing aid <laughs> color, mm. which is pretty good. Yes, it's a good color, but I, you should probably just go ahead and get yourself a V-Across. I don't want to manual swap it, though. I want it to just be ready. V-Across. I will get a V-Across They had an Iron point. Man edition V-Across, which I had know. a red leather interior. And a bag of steroids in the glove box. <laughs> so anyway. I'm familiar with cars with contraband. 850. <laughs> should uh, should we move on I to the like World Cup of cars? cars? Oh, definitely. We've, have, we've found very interesting things. Yes, well, I never yeah. actually found anything in the 850, but that is that's the joke we, we've, that we've car, found, it's a joke. I've found car. questionable things in my cars before. Uh, but anyway, we're moving on to the World Cup of Cars. Yes, let's. Uh, last week, much like, much like our president, um, we sided with Russia. For the World Cup of Cars. <laughs> and this year, we are on to France this versus... Year? This year. This week. This week, we're on to France <laughs> versus Denmark. 
Um, nice. What the fuck does Denmark make? They still make the Zenvo, like they did like oh, a month ago. Okay. Uh, I know we had to, I had to, I had to look that up too. I'm like, God, what the fuck's that? They still French make car? that car. Yep. They make one car and it is a supercar. So I felt it fitting with France and their illustrious vehicle history. Um, it is a, a checkered and wonderfully um, rich past. Yes, it's a fantastic past, actually. It's kind of like French food. Everything's good in its own way, but not all of it you want to eat. Yeah. It, that's exact. That's a good way to if describe it. If you figure their, out what you like in French food, you're good. And if you figure out what you like with French cars, you're good. 2CV, De Chavot. Yeah, exactly. Time, Renault 5. Yeah, or like you have Shall your... Shall I stop? You have your supercars, and then you have like your hot hatches. All French cars are supercars. Yes, yeah, it's true. They are. I like that. All French cars. We should make a t-shirt that says that. Yeah. All French cars. <laughs> and then it's, it's got the De Chavot and... Or at least submit it to like Blipshift and then just buy three of them. I just think we just put them up on the Motor Cult website once I finish yeah, getting it together. All their favorite French cars. I would love to wear one. With, when, <gasps> with super capes? You're really yes. not even looking at the microphone, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, oh, there's a train. 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 Yay. Choo-choo. Anyway. Woo. Wow. One, two, three, four, five. Five okay. engines. Jesus. That's going to so, be a long one. That is 100 cylinders of diesel power because each of those engines are V20s. Uh, they're usually V12 and V16. Nope. A lot of them are. BNSFs are V20s. They're B- they're they're V20s and they're hybrid. I love how well, they're all diesel electric. You can hear the train yeah. In, in this. Let me turn up microphone number four. Yeah. You can hear it perfectly. Listen to how soothing that is. I actually like it. It's kind of cool. Trains are fun. They're like really big cars that are really long. But long, long train. Oh, it's actually ways. a really short train. That's an extremely overpowered train. That was train. a sports train, guys. That was a sports train, If yes. that thing went full out, I wonder how fast it could go. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Illegally fast. <laughs> <laughs> L- <laughs> Locomotive conductor tragically dies in Chanhassen <laughs> tonight as a train going so, 130 miles per hour <laughs> what are, tips those into residential like, don't, those homes. Like, they have like 4,500 horsepower. Like, it's not a lot like relative. It's, yeah, it, it's like, a it, lot. But they're measured in kilowatts, though, because they're electric drive. Well, no, I think you're right. They're like, it's, it, but something like 4,500 horsepower metric. or something. But you have, like, literally 80,000 pound-feet of torque per engine. Um, so, like, because let's say 4,500 times 5. What would that be? Because that's how much horsepower that had. Alexa, 4,500 times 5. Twenty-two thousand five hundred. There you go. There we go. Cool. So let's say it's got you that much power. Also heard the train choo-choo. <laughs> That's true. You yeah, did. But anyway, now I really can't wait for the motor cult um, blo- like actual website to come live because I've been updating the blog while we're building it, so it's gonna be like a fully fleshed out website by the time it's ready. Um, anyway, so back to the World Cup of cars. Oh yeah, sorry. So uh, yeah, the Zenvo. For yeah, this is Zenvo, which is a French supercar. It's pretty cool looking. I actually really like French. the design of it. Or, Danish. Sorry, Danish supercar. I really like the design of it. Versus the Bugatti EB one ten. Oh, EB one ten wins hands down. This is a very cool car. I mean, I'm gonna pull up a picture of a Zenvo so people can see. Yeah, and I think most people at this point have played Forza and know what an EB one ten looks like. So I mean, I feel like Forza for the EB one ten is like what Gran Turismo was. So that's the, a Zenvo. Evo. Yes, that is a Zenvo. And let me pull up the winner. 
the, the correct car. Yeah, the, e- the winner. Yeah. That that is a very strong. Um, and the, they sold it in yeah. a color that's very similar to like Ford Grabber blue. Mm-hmm. That was actually the color that the uh, Type Thirty Fives were originally. Also, it looks like Laguna Seca blue. Come to think yeah, of it, it's the original color. So the Type this is the winner. Yeah. It had yes. a three point five liter quad turbocharged twin cam V twelve. Yes, it was basically. Awesome. It was it was, a Veyron, it was a Veyron, but cooler because it had a manual. It, it had it was a from manual. The 90s, and I, it, I don't think it had. Did it have traction control? I'm sure it did. I would hope it oh, didn't. Oh God, look at that! Oh, it's a I Bugatti. Love, I I'm pretty car. sure it did. I mean, it had everything. That car is so amazing. I love. Like, did you the, see that one of these showed up at a Cars and Coffee in the United States last month? What? <laughs> I saw a photo in my feed like, so this stopped the show here and yeah, didn't. That would like break well, the it, show. It's yeah. old enough where you can import them. I would absolutely import one if I had that sort of money. If I was, yeah, if I had if I had the same kind of money I had to like live in Bel Air, I would totally oh, live back in, to Bel Air. I would totally live in Excelsior and own this. Um, anyway, oh that's a super sport as well. Hmm. So that one is yeah, that's the winner hands down. It's right, not even so, a debate. Um, the other one will be, or I guess this is be kind of anticlimactic, but Argentina versus Croatia. What does Croatia make? They make the Remac. Oh, the Remac. Okay. The, the, the then... car that uh, Richard Hammond flung off a hill. Uh, and then Argentina makes the Persang Bugatti. I thought, really? Yeah. Persang's in Argentina? It, it's actually a funny story because Argentina has closed trade barriers. Or uh, when the original Bugatti type. 35s are being made. So this is the Remace. Yeah, it's, that's the Remace 2, actually. Um, yes. But when Argentina was originally making the Bugatti Type 35s, they couldn't import parts. There were also a bunch of Nazis that went there after World War II, right? Of course there were. So all the... Hitler still lives in Argentina. Anyway, he lives in Walmarts, too. Anyway, so the um, when they would have their Bugatti service... They would have to actually make their parts uh, in Argentina from your laughing. Yeah. Um, so look at the autocorrect in the uh, search <laughs> for saying Bugato. <laughs> it's from Bugato. last week. We had the Bugato. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. <laughs> um, so in the, in the 1950s and 60s, uh, to service these imported Bugattis that mysteriously appeared after World War II, they would yeah. have to make the parts. Anyway, there's this master craftsman who had made every single part and made all the jigs he for made, them. like perfect replicas of like, everything, didn't flawless he? Flawless replicas. Because yeah. he had to he had to rebuild these cars to the exact same quality. Yeah. And when your customers like, you are, could literally take a fender off of one of those and put it on a real Bugatti oh, and it's perfect. Bugatti, when they have to show off like an actual type thirty five, they don't <laughs> take out their their type thirty five that lives <laughs> in like their facility. Yeah. They take out a per se because nice. they're like three hundred thousand dollars as opposed to like thirty five million. Um, <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, it's just a ludicrous amount of money. I wouldn't spend either of those things on this I car. I would absolutely do that. Uh, this is actually one of the crown princes of Saudi Arabia, or one of the princes of Saudi Arabia. Good for him. Has one that he daily drives. <laughs> but anyway, so after this craftsman died, uh, his grands or his son or grandson or something was going through his storage act and found that every single part for a Bugatti Type Thirty Five and an Alfa Romeo like. 4C or something uh, were not the new one. I'm the, the, the original one. <laughs> yeah, um, 
they were all there. So you could actually make one. So he made one from scratch. Good Lord. And it was perfect. Like everything fit perfectly. It was the exact same. So they make these cars today <laughs> that you can get handmade in Argentina and brought here as a kit car technically, but they are, they have like the full approval of Bugatti to actually make these. And then what's, what's cool about them is internally you can, uh, you can elect to get an upgraded version where you have like modern stuff like brakes that work. Well, yeah, like different pad material for the brakes. Like more importantly, but still drums. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but more importantly, like a not a roller bearing crankshaft, like a normal like crank bearing, applied like bearing, you, yeah. uh, applied bearing, not a roller bearing, plane bearing. Yeah, plane bearing. Thank you. Yep. A plane bearing uh, crankshaft, which is way more reliable. Um, and instead of having to rebuild the no engine, every, yeah, instead of having to rebuild the engine every three hundred miles, you can make it about thirty to eighty thousand, depending on Damn, how you drive good. it. Yeah, that's pretty good for a car. It was designed like a hundred years ago. Um, what did you do to yourself? My legs asleep. Oh, your leg fell asleep. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know what I did to do this, but it's bad. Just push on without me. Leave Al- a man behind. Alternatively, I need to know what your what your thought is on my other option for an Argentina car, which is the Denarg D two hundred. How do you hold on? How do you spell that? D I N A R G space D two hundred. I hate the tingly feeling in the leg. Now, oh. now click images real quick. Yeah, I'm working. But... And Jana, we're gonna need your. Um, okay. I, I think that. Just wait for the super fast internet. God, our internet's terrible here. I it should be fixed. I cannot wait until Thursday where we do the next episode at your house. Oh, where I have perfect internet. Yeah, at all times. It'll Which be great. I pay dearly for. But we're not gonna have anyway, oh, Jana. Man. Oh, that's cute. Is that the winner? Uh, versus a Persang Bugatti? Yeah. Versus either Persang Bugatti or, if we select that, versus the Ramac 2. I'm, I mean, I'm going to go Rimes with my vote. I, I mean, it's... it's. This, I'm going Argentina on this one. It's Argentina or, like, or is it Croatia? Croatia. Or moves that... Oh, oh no. Is it an electric supercar or literally the cutest car? Here. Because that's actually the cutest car. Like, there's a lot of cute cars, but that one's number one. It looks like but, that thing should be called Bugatti Jacques. Bugatti is, is originally French. But this one is made with the expressed consent of Bugatti yeah. themselves. Is it written consent? Yes. Like the Major League like Baseball, whatever? Like, they actually whatever. do say, like, they've, they have a contract. Do they have Bugatti yeah. Vins? I don't know. What yeah. would Modi say? Um, oh. I think Modi would say the cutest, the cutest one. No, Modi would definitely drive the goddamn Bugatti. So is it, so I, it sounds I like should we, should we call someone? Either one of these call cars, friend. No, yeah, either friend. either one of these cars sounds <laughs> like they would be the Mace. Call Corey. Real call quick. Corey just no. out of the blue. Yeah. So I, I think it sounds think. like either one of these cars would beat the Mace. I still vote the Mace. So you vote the Mace. I vote the Denarg or the Bugatti, and you vote the Jana. Well, you know, Jana, this one's up to you. That's why you're here. You're uh, the, you're the uh, tiebreaker. Uh, well, uh, either way, Argentina wins. Yeah. Because she's not picking the Rimace. Well, are you? Since Hammond crushed it. <laughs> Dick. Okay. I guess they haven't actually made the Rimace 2 they yet. Have. Oh, they have? Yeah. But it's not in production. You can't buy Rimace 2. No, you can't buy any Rimace yet. They're yeah, all, exactly. all well, pre-pro if you, cars. If you can't buy them yet, then why are they on this list? Because they're going to make them. Because I had to choose something for for but Croatia, and they were cool. Richard Hammond. Yes, it's true. But at the same what time... What sort of transmission is in this thing? 
uh, three speed manual or, or two speed manual. It's and very few gears in a manual. Uh, that is a four speed manual, non synchro mesh with a exterior clutch. Persang wins. Okay. Persang beats Croatia. Sorry, Croatia. It's a manual. Always can wait four years, actually make through a mace, and then come back. <laughs> Holy I, shit. I, I know that... I cannot believe that we routinely get more obtuse with every episode. I, you know, I feel like the, all these com- these countries really, like, actually like, gonna come listen after to us. us bro. No, I think they actually listen to us. I feel like we're going to make the world a better place. You know who's not making the world a better place? Who? Trump. Donald Trump? Well, <laughs> yeah, well, he voted for Russia, so you at least see... I can't wait till our, we get the new. Have you press. guys seen the photoshops of that uh, Trump inflatable? Yes, like, photoshopped yeah. all funny. the dignified positions. That's so funny. <laughs> I um. My favorite is is they uh made a meme where they photoshopped the dad from Arrested Development and it says oh, yeah. I might have dabbled in some light treason. Oh yeah, <laughs> and they put that is Trump such a great on show. It. We also need to plug Arrested Development. Have you uh, how, what do you bet if Trump? Medals and elections again and gets reelected. Do you think that the next presidential limousine in the United States will be a Gaz Chaika? No. no, I think it is just because of Russia. Yeah, it's, it's Russian. He's I think he's a Manchurian candidate. So yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have some interesting engineering for us? Because we had to spring this a little early. Oh, um, let me think. Nope. You don't have anything. Uh. There are good topics left, but well, here. I, I think, think the interesting engineering was how much uh, energy Modi puts out. Yeah, that's that is that your is, interesting engineering. You can convert cat heat to energy, and you can convert energy to horsepower. That's work done. I think on that bombshell, we should end the show. My cat is around one eighth of a horsepower. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Thank you, and we will see you on Wednesday. Meow. See you guys in about. Three, four days? Yeah. That sounds Well, good. no, no, us personally, but when it airs. I'm talking about in the no, future. No, I know, because this is going to drop Saturday. Cause we're actually recording this before episode 32 even drops. Yeah. And then we're recording 34 right after 32 <gasps> drops. Oh, no, I didn't blow that ending. Oh, wait, no, wait. One second. What am I thinking? Because this, never mind. Anyway. This whole schedule is me all fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm out of town this weekend. So. All right. Anyway, on that bombshell. Bye. Bye. Bye.